before we get started here. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the, in the local church. My name's David, and I'm here with my good friend, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hello. How's it going? Well, I'm uh, I'm actually a little sick, a little under the weather, so I... Uh, Might I, sound a little bit different today. Right, so... So you get Kevin with extra nasal today. <laughs> it's like Kevin 2.0. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm doing okay. I um, you know, yesterday was Sunday, uh, church, and um, th- this last weekend I I've kind of been fighting this cold, and Sunday I, I actually felt really good. You know, Sunday I I felt good. Church went great. And um, and even Sunday night we had a, a pastor appreciation dinner and we had a prayer night. You know, Pastor so, Appreciation Dinner. Yeah, uh, so here's the story. October, the month of October is Pastor Appreciation Month, you know? And apparently um, apparently, there's not a single day in October where all, all of us pastors are actually available. Uh, so we decided, we decided, or the elders decided to do Pastor Appreciation Month in September. Cool. Um, so they threw us a dinner, and uh, it, was, it was actually really, really cool. They made like this little video thing for us, and uh, you know people came up and spoke and shared you know why they liked their pastors, and we got a ton of cards and uh, some gifts, and it, it was it was really nice. Very good, cool. Very yeah, nice. and then afterwards we had a um, afterwards we had a prayer night, which which I led, um, and we prayed for our church and prayed for the leaders in our church, and all that went really good, and I felt great, and then I got home, and. Uh, you know, it started just a little sore throat, and so I went to bed early, and man, woke up this morning just not feeling good. So I don't know what the deal is, but I'm here. I'm just not. I'm just not all the way here. I, I feel a little out of it. So, so David, I'm gonna let you do all the talking today. I don't think that's a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've been a little bit under the weather too. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. It was it was last week, right? Yeah, last week. Last Monday, we postponed you... podcasting because I was. It wouldn't have been good. You still yeah. might hear me cough a time or two today. I'm a little bit nasal as well. But you're you're better there for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I I tend to keep on to the coughing aspect of any cold for a little bit longer than uh, most people. So. Oh, that stinks. Well, yeah. and, that, and that's what happened. See, I'm pretty sure I got this sickness from my daughter, Callie. Callie is now 15 and a half months old. And um, last Tuesday, she uh, she started getting sick, runny nose, cough. And and I don't, I don't know what it is, but for some reason in my mind, you know, like I, I had this mental idea that, okay, well, since Callie is only a year old, and she's so young, and since you know I'm older and I'm her parent, there's no way I could possibly get sick from her, you know. So, so I'm I'm still you know like wrestling with her. It's like and, a dog, right? You know, you can't get a cold from a dog, right? You're, you're right. You know, you think, oh, there's no way that could possibly happen. <laughs> so I'm wrestling her, and you know, I'm giving her hugs and kisses before she goes to bed at night, and um, you know, and I'm not I'm not bothering to like wash my hands after I feed her, or, or even like after I wipe her nose. I'm like, ah, no big deal. And then, and then, yeah, it was like, it was, uh, I think it was Friday when I started feeling sick. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, and then by Sunday, 
like I like I just mentioned, I was feeling better, so I thought, okay, no big deal. No, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling better anymore. <laughs> See, then you exerted yourself too much yesterday because you're uh, feeling better. Yeah, that may have been it. So, Sundays, I mean, I don't know about you, man, but Sundays I I put out a ton of energy. You know, uh, it's, it's actually really draining because I mean you're there, and and it's just kind of like I don't know all, all my focus and all my energy and all my mental capacities going to it's not as bad as it used to be for me at my last church it was horrendous because we would we uh we would get 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 together and practice at like 7 15 yeah and on sunday that's what we do and then we'd have our first service at 9 30 we'd go through that service i'd sit through that service that was a service our family went to and then immediately after that so then we'd close the service in a song Immediately after that, I'd run over to where the choir warmed up and then warm up the choir and then go do another whole completely different service. Two different services? Two different services on Sunday. So, And they were only like 10 minutes apart by the time we got got out of one service and into the next service because we'd always go late, you know, and so... And then doing that, just running, you know, running so, like so you're a chicken going with my from head like cut off. Seven a.m. until like till like twelve thirty, nonstop. nonstop, just so different, different services, different music, different yep. people, different teams, different dynamics. Yep. Woo. Yeah. So it's a lot better now that we're doing one service multiple times. I'd I'd much rather do that than do what we were doing the last at my last church. So, but I st- I still go home. <laughs> tired especially when we're going to go back to having uh two services on sunday and oct sometime in october oh, and wow. at that point it'll be so so right now you do a saturday service a sunday morning and a sunday evening no sunday evening no sunday evening just saturday evening and sunday morning okay so now it's going to be sunday saturday evening and two sunday mornings yep got it and it's it's nice to not have to get up quite as early on sunday yeah yeah <laughs> Especially for the worship team members who oh, it's yeah. kind of their weekend off, you know, it's their time to rest. And Yeah, well, we, you know, we do the early Sunday morning thing, so. And, do and you guys I, practice during the week? No, we don't. We don't. You know, we, we used to. Uh, we used to do a Thursday, a Thursday evening practice. And honestly, I just got so frustrated and fed up with people not showing up for third. You know, like, like we'd have the Thursday practice and I'd get like one or two vocals if I was lucky, maybe the bass player would come, you know, and that's it. Yeah. And, and, and so then we would, we would have a Sunday morning practice and we'd have to redo everything again and it would sound different and it would be different. Oh, and the sound guy hardly ever even came either. Right. And so I just got so frustrated with it and, you know, so I was like, all right, we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> um, for, you know, for me, the sound guy doesn't have to be at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're practicing, if they're learning, then they need to be at practice, yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit more anyway than, than than you know the guys that really know their stuff a little bit. But yeah, we we've kind of had that same problem where we're trying to get people to show up at practice, and you don't want to cancel practice after you know you see that you're only going to have one or two people because the people who did come right. you want to honor you their respect, time you want to respect their time exactly but, but then you can't you don't really have you know i've had to do that with choir a number of times where we only have three or four people show up for choir practice mm. out of you know 20 or 30 and you can't really practice a choir with only three or four people because wow. that's not a choir and so, so so what have you done what what have you done to combat that well those times i just for choir you just have to cancel practice if okay. you don't have the horses you can't run the race so yeah, there you go 
So there we we do cancel if we for band if we have a couple people show up I'll still do a rehearsal and try and work on stuff that's going to be relevant to those people and but, just but be, do you do you find it like annoying or or do you find it like uh, no, anti productive okay anti productive no. to to um you know to have to go over everything again later with the whole band oh yeah it it it, it can be very frustrating I mean there is there's the good point you know if you have a bass player show up and you work with the bass player then yeah. they're ready so you don't have to work the bass on on the right. weekend no, that's hopefully true. that's true but no. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe what some some other people out there do some stuff that that they can offer us some real world solutions on how to solve this. But I think it. You know, you uh, you were saying before we started recording that uh, you're going to do some vision talking here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's we're going to end up. We're we're going to do that again here pretty soon too. But I th- I think that's probably that might be like the best solution. I think. I think if we can get people to buy in to what we're doing and really believe it, believe that it's important, believe that they're an integral part, believe that they need to be, that we need them to succeed as a ministry, then I think that, uh, I think they will feel more compelled to give a little bit more. Take some ownership. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about is ownership today. Maybe uh, get into that a little bit. I know... Uh, we've talked a little bit about it in the past. We've talked about, and, and it's real relevant for me right now because we're, we've got some real issues with ownership. We're really struggling in the ownership area. There, there aren't really, there are a couple people that have taken ownership of the ministry, but they're still, for the most part, the the majority of the people just come to fill the slot on the weekend. They don't come because they're a part of a team. So. Um, and what one of the things we've talked about, and we talked, we debriefed it a little. We said we debriefed it a couple episodes ago. Our uh, we had worship barbecue, right? So that went really well. We had a, a pretty good turnout. About fifty some people cool. showed up to that, and families were there. It was just fellowship, no program, no agenda. Just yeah. I just said a thirty second thank you for serving with us this last year and then gave them some food and they all hung out and talked for a long time and, and kids ran around and destroyed kids, your home <laughs> yeah kids kids ran rampant through the house not not through the house through the backyard but yeah. um no it was really good and, I, and i've i've heard a lot of people say thank you for that after that i've had a lot of people come up and say thanks for doing that we really appreciated that and for me it was just a real low-key low-key event you know it wasn't it wasn't real there wasn't a whole lot that i did to say thanks other than just give them food and say a mm-hmm. thank you so but that i think that'll help that's going to help build ownership especially among the the uh the medium committed people i think the people who you know the people who are struggling the most with being committed didn't come <laughs> yeah so Obviously. so it's not going to help them <laughs> <laughs> But um, funny how that works. And what you've got something coming up? Yeah, the, this Sunday I have um, kind of our our worship team pizza feed, and uh, we're we're gonna be doing something similar. Where you know I'm I'm getting the whole worship team together, uh, gonna bring some pizza, uh, hang out, have fun. Also, though, one of the things that we are doing, like you just mentioned, um, I'm gonna be. Uh, kind of sharing some of the the vision for the worship team for this next year, and you know, David, I was talking with you earlier. Um, one of the things that that I'm realizing and recognizing that I could be doing a better job of is this concept of um, 
uh, of having more more relational buy-in and, and more relational community within our teams. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously our teams, our worship teams, you know, they, they know each other and then they play with each other. Um, but I think I think all too often, at least for me, I, I'm I'm realizing that it ends there. Um, you know, we we get together, we practice, we work, um, we serve, and then hopefully, you know, we worship. I mean, and that, and that's the goal. You you want to have teams that are there to worship. That you know, their first and foremost goal is to worship Jesus Christ. But uh, I'm realizing, I'm recognizing that um, that that there could be more. Um, there could be more relationships formed. There could be more friendships formed because I think there's something intrinsically valuable about having um, serving and ministering with someone that you that you know, someone that you love, someone that you pray for, someone who's praying for you. And I think when you have that kind of relationship, when you have that kind of community within a team, it it it. Uh, it makes it so much more exciting, and I think also, you know, uh, um, a nice byproduct is that you have ownership, you have buy-in, just like we're talking about mm-hmm. right now. I think this is a great way to get ownership and buy-in. You get, you get people on on your worship team who who are, you know, loving and praying and and knowing the their fellow minister and their fellow servant and and their fellow um um team members so now do you uh do you guys still do the attendance books and your services uh, well we, we do it a little different now instead of having you know they call it the friendship book what what we would do at laurelwood uh, uh when i first started there we we used to have these little um booklets and you know during sometime during the service like during announcement time or whatever um, they would they would pass these friendship booklets down down the row, and you would write your name, um, and and it was a way that it was a way that we kind of um, not not necessarily kept track of who's there and who's not, but it was a way that we were able to see you know who who is being um, you know who who's coming and and maybe who hasn't come for a while. You can follow up with them. So yeah, we used to do those friendship books. We don't do the the friendship books anymore. Uh, what we do now is we just have everyone fill out a communication card, uh, so it's a little different, but the same idea. Yeah, a lot of ch- churches are doing that. But uh, what what got me thinking about that was um, kind of what a lot of the the big churches are doing. How they they don't take attendance, they don't keep track of all that stuff, right. but they they have their small group ministry. They function kind of in that capacity where where they'll have a group of people who are committed to one another and they keep an eye out for who's coming to church and who's not coming to church on the weekends. And so then when they get together at their small groups, like, oh, hey, I didn't see you this weekend. Were you there and I just didn't see you? Right. And it's like, well, no, I wasn't there for the, you know this or this or that reason. Kind of the same thing might, you know, is what I'm, I'm hoping the same kind of thing is going to start happening in our worship ministry. So uh, I'm working on forming bands on four different, four different bands that play one weekend a month. Yeah. And, um, and so my hope is that once we, once they start playing together, obviously we want them to play better together musically, but also that they'll build a relationship with, with each other so that, um, when when someone's missing 
and their normal group, they can they'll they'll do some follow ups. Hey, we we're, we missed playing with you last weekend. Yeah, you know we we really missed you as a part of our team, and you know that kind right. of thing. Right, and I think I think that creates um, a much more organic, you know, a, a, um, a much more natural uh, level of of relationships and and a, a much yeah kind of that organic example of you know following up and and, <clears throat> and caring for for one another and um you know we we actually we actually tried doing something like that at Laurelwood uh, a couple years ago and uh it was after we decided not to do the friendship booklets and we're like all right well how you know how can we stay invest in people's lives and so we you know we tried doing something like that and it just did not work i, I don't think Laurelwood was quite ready for it <laughs> um you know we were finding that no one was really following up no one was reporting and 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 it just wasn't working so and then we started doing what we do now the communication cards but um you know i i think i think if if it if it works that's the way to do it you know having having relationships with one another following up with one another in in a really natural way uh totally and you know you mentioned david uh, you know, trying to trying to have these different teams, and and that's something I started doing about a year, um, year and a half ago. We we have four separate teams. Uh, we have Team Alpha, Team Bravo, Team Charlie, Team Delta, A, B, C, and D. You know, and so so we have these four teams, and and for the most part, these four teams are are the same every you know every single month, and and they they serve once a month, um, except for when you have a five Sunday month. Then you know you gotta do some uh, you gotta do some improvising, but it's been really cool you know having these 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 teams and they they always pretty much play together or sing together and so they they know each other uh, musically. But what what I don't think I've done such a good job at and what I'm trying to do now is is get help them get to know each other more relationally and personally. You know, again going back to what I said, it, it's one thing to have you know, to have a team that, um, that works well together and serves together and worships together. Like, that's great. That's what you want. But having a team that, that knows each other and loves each other and prays for each other. So what we started doing just, just like two weeks ago, I started doing this and it's been really cool is right when we get together first thing in the morning, we, we take about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, we go around, we talk about what's been going on in our lives um, praises, prayer requests, um, you know, funny stories, whatever. And then we just take some time and we pray, you know, we pray for each other. And I, I think it's, it's been so neat seeing how, how different people, you know, are, are interacting and, and engaging with one another. Um, you know, people who maybe are, are quieter, you know, quieter people who don't mm-hmm. normally say much now, now they're saying, well, you know, um, things have been a little rough right now, you know, with my husband's job and blah blah blah. And suddenly it's like, oh wow, like I I can be praying for you, you know. Not not only do I know, okay, you know, you you sing on the worship team Delta. Now I know, okay, I need to be praying for your husband's job, right? And it, it creates a lot more relationships. So we're doing that. Just started doing it. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, we're we're actually going to be doing that too. I haven't set a date when we're going to do it, uh-uh. uh, but. Uh, we're going to do, I was kind of waiting until we got our teams kind of 
worked up, you know, who's so that it's going to be a consistent group of people that right. they're doing it with. But up until now, we've but we've just basically been, you know, slot filling, and yeah. you know, we need this this many, you know, we have certain positions every weekend, and so and I've been, you know, for the summer I've been trying to get start with the bands and stuff like that but if people are gone then you can't really build a band with no one there so right so for the summer it always ended up i would try and you know try and schedule a certain group but then by the time the weekend came i was just basically trying to find anybody who was willing to play <laughs> to fill the positions Please. that we were needed and most of the times we were unsuccessful <laughs> so um no but uh we're gonna start I don't know if it'll look exactly like what you're what you're talking about, but it's going to look pretty similar. Where we're going to get together, and uh, we're going to talk, talk, share prayer request for you know before we start practice on Saturday. It'll be mm-hmm. on Saturday for us. Before we start practicing on Saturday, we're going to get together and we're going to we're share prayer requests, get to know each other, what's going on in people's lives. I might share briefly a scripture or something like that yeah, nothing nothing totally. real deep nothing real impactful and i'm not expecting to change people's lives you know right but, but what week, you're doing but, is is you're building relationships you're mm-hmm. building community and and i think that is a huge step to to building you know buy-in and ownership within ministries yeah because right now there is you know it's like oh it's not that it's not a big deal if i don't show up they'll find somebody else to to fill in for me and that might still happen i might still feel that way but but hopefully there'll begin to be some relationships where, oh, Mike is going to notice if I'm not there, and so, right. and so he's going to call me, and you know I don't I'd rather be there than to have him call right. me up or, on or, Sunday or and or say even, where were you? <laughs> yeah, or even like one step further, you know, saying, well, I don't I don't want to let down the rest of my team, you know, because I know if I'm not going to be if I'm not going to be there, then you know they may not have um you know an electric guitarist or or they may not have whatever right and. You know, I said, man, it's such a tricky balance. It's such a tricky balance of of finding, you know, because here you have people who are are volunteering and, and serving, and um, you know, it's like it's like how how far do you go uh, as a leader? You know, saying, hey, man, <laughs> I I really need you there, and um, like if you don't if you don't come, then it's gonna it's gonna suck. You know, like you don't want to give them a guilt trip, but you want them to have. Uh, that ownership and buy-in, and it's it's tr- it's tough, man. It's really tricky. Yeah, and they're you know they're volunteers. You know, it's like they're they're not getting paid. They're not getting yeah. other than the joy of serving. You know, what are they getting out of it? You know, and if they're not getting anything else out of it, I think there's going to be less less motivation. But if they're getting some relationship out of it, right? And see, uh, you know the you know Willow Creek, they do they do small groups. They do like worship ministry small groups. So, oh, cool. So they have a. I've thought, and there there are churches that do that, and there are other big churches that don't because their people should be in small groups. One of the reasons they, for not doing worship ministry small groups, is like, why should we deprive the church body of building relationships with these worship people? Who have you know creative personalities, or right. you know a lot of times they're the more eccentric people in the church. You know, <laughs> you know they're the people that stand out in the crowd. You know for yeah. one reason or another. So why should we deprive the rest of the body from getting to know these people? And I actually think I agree with that more because I think not only should we not deprive the body, but you know if if they're in a small group 
outside of the music ministry and they build relationships with that small group, then when those people come and the person that's in their small group is up on stage leading worship, then that group of people has a better connection with with what's going on on stage. It's not just a random group of people that they don't know. Well, and and I, I would agree with that because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in a Bible study at Laurelwood where, um, you know, it, it's this really kind of interesting mix of uh, you know, we have some really old uh, old couples in the Bible study, and then there's you know a couple younger people, and then there's even a couple single single gals in there, and so this really interesting mix of of, uh, of people in in my Bible study. And what I've found is is that you know, especially for some of these older people uh, who who maybe have whatever kind of musical preference, like they could care less about what music we're doing. They're just so thrilled to see me up there, you know, and every, mm-hmm. every Sunday they're like, Oh, Kevin, you just did a great job. We're so proud of you, you know? And, and it's just really neat. Like it's really neat because it's like that, that's my Bible study and they, they know me and they love me and, and they're excited for me. And, you know, when, when I do a song that really touches them, you know, they, they let me know, or, or they tell me on Wednesday night when we have Bible study and, um, you know, I think that that kind of thing is really cool. Right. Um, so I would agree with what you said. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'd love to hear some other ideas out there about building ownership because it's it's definitely right like at the very tip top forefront of my brain right now. That's like all yeah. I think about is wow. how how can I build ownership? Because um, and what are the other you know another way to maybe. I don't know. Um, t- maybe tell me how you do this. Uh, I've, in, my, in the past, <clears throat> if somebody can't play on a weekend and we've already sent out the schedule, <clears throat> excuse me, what I do is I, I have them find their own replacement. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I do that is, is a couple reasons. First of all, to help them take responsibility for their role. Right. Put, and the, put the onus on, back on them. Yeah. And then and then also they have they're also forced then to talk to someone else in the worship ministry who who's in their same position that they might not talk to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, so so they have to find their replacement and they have to talk to somebody else to do that and then they, they get back to me with whoever that is. Do you do that, that or do you, do yeah, you that, just fill the... That's actually pretty much the same thing I do. Um, you know, we, I think the only difference is that we have our, you know, our, our four, um, you know, we have our four unique teams and, and each, um, and each team looks a little different with different people on it. Uh, you know, sometimes there's some, some crossover. Some people are on two different teams. Right. Uh, but what, what typically happens is, um, same thing where where if you're not going to be able to be on that team you switch with another person on your team and and the big thing the big thing i emphasize is that concept of of you're actually switching you're trading um because i i want i i guess i don't i don't want it to be like like an out you know um oh i'm going to be gone okay well hey don't worry about it you know we'll see you next month i, I want it to be you know hey i'm not going to be here can i trade with you so so that you know, and, and the same same things that same things as you, um, I I um, you know I put the responsibility on them. I say, okay, find someone to trade with, find someone to switch with, and they have to do it. You know, so so they have to really be serious about it. And um, but then the the good thing is it, it it kind of at least you know in my in my idea it takes it takes a little bit of this of this concept of. Um, you know, hey, I'm still going to be invested in the ministry, and I'm just going to find someone to trade with, 
and uh, and and that and that way, I think that, that even builds more relationships within you know different you know if, if some guy needs to switch on guitar, he has to uh, you know like for example this this uh, week, um, this guy James was supposed to play electric guitar for me, you know it didn't work out. He had to he had to work last minute. He has kind of a weird swing shift schedule, does weekends and stuff. So he had to work last minute, traded with a guy uh, Dan who played electric. And you know, and and every time that kind of thing happens, they they talk more, they get to know each other more, and, and I think luckily most of the most of the musicians on my teams know the other musicians pretty well, so that that's nice. There's already a good relationship there, but I just like that idea of trading and switching um, put puts a little bit more emphasis on the idea of ministry and serving. Right. Well, we're actually about out of time. Maybe oh, gosh, uh, there's really? there's one little uh, one little thing I want to talk about. Maybe we'll pick it up next episode and okay. talk about it. And we'll talk about something else too. But uh, before we do, I want to leave you guys with how to get in touch with us because we love hearing from you. We did hear from from one person. I can't open her email right now because my computer is not uh, cooperating. Stupid computer. That says uh, you must reinstall Outlook to be able to read your email. Does it really <laughs> yeah. say that? It's like it downloaded all the wow. email from the server, so I can't go read them online so downloaded all the emails and then uh when i try to open it it says uh you know text something something or other isn't working please reinstall outlook are you using uh office 2007 or 2003 it was 2003 yeah oh man and so it's like oh i guess i won't be reading that email anytime soon like well there it goes but uh so we had we heard from someone about one of our episodes uh sarah sarah barlow was her name she said great podcast and uh, i would read her email except that i can't open it so thanks for listening sarah thank you and uh we're glad we can help you out we can glad glad we can be informative for for anything if there's anything you would like us to talk about get back in touch with us and if there's anyone, anyone who's listening uh, that has anything they'd like for us to talk about, send us an email. You can email Kevin at, at Kevin at dot com. That's right. You can email me, David at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. You can go to our website, uh, submit a comment, do it that way, WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. Comment on the post. Uh, there's a there's a contact form. Basically, any any possible way for you to get in touch with us, we have. And we also have a phone number. And the phone number is area code 360-356-1175. If you call in, I can all but guarantee we will play your call on the podcast. Woo-hoo. So there you go. Wow, that's great incentive. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Uh, we hope you're having a great week. Yes. We hope you're, we, we can encourage you as you're out there doing worship ministry. We're all fighting this fight together to uh, to do better worship in the local church. And whatever we can do to help, that's what we're here for. That's right. And stay healthy. Don't get sick like yes. me. Hopefully you cannot catch this. It's proven that you cannot catch this disease through a podcast. Praise the Lord. So even though we're sick, you don't have to be. It is non-contagious through <laughs> podcasting. Man, that's great news. That's great news. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, bye.